0: From Traverse City, Michigan, this is Real Fairies Radio. In our experience, fairies are real, and we are here to talk about them. I'm Natalie Lynn, and this is my sister.
1: And I'm Susan Hajar. And yes, they certainly are real. So
0: we said it. Fairies are real. To some of you, this is old news, especially those who are familiar with our website, RealFairies.net. To others, this may be a bit out there, but we're hoping you'll keep an open mind as we take you on this journey. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our fifth podcast. It's really wonderful to be back with you after a long, unplanned absence. As you may have noticed, this podcast is two months overdue, and unfortunately, there was a very good reason for that. In early November, my sister Susan, who is a big part of this podcast and is the channel for Mr. E and many others from the fairy realm, suffered a broken humorous bone after a freak fall. Although this is not normally a serious injury, complications from this injury led to surgery in mid-December. For that reason, Susan, who is still recovering, is unable to be here today, but she hopes to be back with us very soon. In the meantime, we took stock of our situation and realized we had enough unpublished recorded information available from our many years of talking with Mr. E. and others to easily create our next podcast. What you're about to hear is a thoughtful combination of archived conversations, recent interviews, and some classic clips from Mr. E., If you have just happened upon this podcast and don't know who Mr. E is, or who we are for that matter, I urge you to listen to our first podcast entitled How It All Began. There, we explain our connection to Mr. E and the fairy realm and why he is here talking with us. That podcast and much more information can be found on our website, realfairies.net. I think we have a very interesting podcast for you today, so let's get started. We begin with the third part of Mr. E's series on communicating with the elves. In this segment, Mr. E talks about removing negative thoughts and reducing the static in your life, so you'll be better able to listen and hear communications from his world. Here's Mr. E.
1: Today I'm going to talk about energy. Not just energy, but energy thoughts, because that's basically what it is. There are negative thoughts and positive thoughts. All right, let's talk about those two things in particular. Okay. Negative thoughts. They come whirling at you. They come from places like doubt, disbelief, insecurity, or fear. Those are where they come from. In the space that people live in, there could be emotions they've generated. Right. Energies they've created. And stuff that somebody else has created that you're sensitive to, that you're not aware. The thing is to be aware. And how does that happen Well you have to quiet your mind and get to your center here just below the heart chakra okay it's just below your ribs when well, you're meditating and you go what am I really feeling right in here what is what are my doubts where are my fears and things if you're having a problem creating something ask yourself well why can't I be wealthy for instance let's work on that one okay why can't I be wealthy? then all of a sudden, when you ask yourself that question, you get a lot of things coming into your head right away. You go, well, I can't be wealthy because I, I have no way to make money. These are little negative things now. See, now you've got your negative things that are coming in. That's good. In a way, it's good because now you know what to push away. So, if you
0: say something that you want, because it's got a lot of emotion attached to it. Right. As soon as you say, why can't I have that, then you will hear the answers.
1: You're going to hear all the answers in your head as to why you think you can't have it. Once you realize it, you ask yourself that question, you Uh see. And then once you've got all those other negative things that are clustered around that object that you really want, that's when you have to start brushing it away. That is easier said than done. It is easier said than done, but you have to realize... In not having money is just as much an illusion as having money. That is right. So the thing is is that what you have to do is when you're in there trying to create your money, and you're going, okay, all right, I want to be well off and to be happy uh, and be able to help others. I want that, and what's blocking it? And you go, okay, let's see what's blocking it. Oh, I see. There's that, 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 that. Well, that doesn't count anymore. We're blocking that. No. Just say no to it. No,
0: let's not do that. You're saying, why can't I have enough money? And then you've Whatever cured. it is. Whatever right. the thing is. Whatever
1: it is, then you need to take it and you say, that is not true. It's just an illusion. Because it's an illusion that you don't have money in the first place. It's an abundant world and universe. And if you push that negative crap away, then the positive will come through. And then you start walking around your, your life. You know, you walk into the store, you go in here and there. Look at Oh, all of a sudden... You got an opportunity to get a job here, or you got this or that. Oh, look, there's an opportunity here. Look, keep your eyes open. You're looking for the positives that are coming because you know they're there. Does it help
0: to clear the space you're living in before you try to do this? It's always best
1: to have a good, clear space when you try to start working on stuff. But you need to focus down, and that'll help you focus down. All right, so that should be first. Right, yes. But just to summarize here now, we
0: talked about clearing, and then you get quiet, and then you hear all the reasons why not.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And then... Then you need to work on them and figure out why they are, instead of why they are not. You need to combat them. Each individual one, you need to discredit. It's easy to do that. It'll become easier as the more practiced you are with this. Mm -hmm. You know, like for me, I'm an old pro. Yeah. You know, but for somebody new, it might be a little bit difficult.
0: It might actually be difficult for them to believe that what they're hearing is not legitimate. Right. Because a lot of people have been told things, especially when they're younger,
1: and they take that in as truth. Right. For that particular person, we tell them to go back to your child's self. Reteach your child's self of the truth instead of the untruth that has been told all of its life. What happened to you wasn't right. Uh, the message that you received was not right and you need to take it in that it wasn't right and then once you realize that your whole concept of yourself might be a complete fantasy the actual reality of what you are is something entirely different if you can look back as an adult you can see that whoever told you that couldn't have been right they don't know what you are
0: they're projecting their feelings about their own inadequacy exactly, their own
1: inadequacy and hoping that you don't turn out like them Right.
0: <laughs> That's so true. When in
1: actuality, they're doing just the opposite. They're recreating it. Exactly. Till problems in the world that you have to deal with, but you know, it can be dealt with. Right. So,
0: if you can hear these negative voices and discredit them, and realize... Uh, from
1: an adult perspective that what right. you were told couldn't possibly be true, Correct. then what happened? That'll help you clear the negative. Yes. So once you've got that, we will go, okay, well, that makes sense as to why all these little negative clusters... What you believe, you draw to you. Exactly. There's no question about and that. And you need to change what you believe to push things away in and fact, draw the right things to you. In fact, isn't
0: one of the remedies sometimes to... Act as if you have this stuff already? Then right.
1: Because, because it is. You do have it. It's already yourself. there. It's just not right in your present time. But it's going to be there shortly. Give it five minutes.
0: As you know, long as you're willing to believe that. Exactly. But if you're willing to believe
1: that it's not possible, you'll forget it. Right. Because right. it's your belief that's blocking it. Okay. Belief is what blocks everything. You know, your negative belief, if you believe that it won't happen, then it won't happen. Right. Well, this also could be positive in some way. If you don't believe any bad thing will happen, then no bad thing will happen. This is true.
0: So how does this help people communicate with elves, which is what the whole point of this series well, is? Well,
1: to communicate with elves, we want you to block those negative energies, see? And negative thoughts like, oh, I can't talk to elves. Or we're unattainable. Or that we don't exist. Or any the of best. those crazy things that people think <laughs> we don't exist. My goodness.
0: By learning to listen to these negative voices and purging them, basically, getting rid of them.
1: Purging the negative. Accepting the positive. Exactly. Your energy becomes lighter, and then you'll be able to hear the elves a lot easier. So this is one of the first steps one should take. Yes. And after you get that far, I'll tell you part two, you know, actually hearing what you're hearing in your head is the next step. Uh Uh-huh. So before you can hear anything, you have to get rid of the static. Right. you have to get rid of all the crap in your world that's making your world dark and heavy. Uh-huh. And also, you can't hear anything else if you're hearing all that negative self-talk. Right, exactly. All the time. If you remove this negative self-talk from your life, yeah. your life will be a much better. You can create and, and do anything in this world. Mm-hmm.
0: Up next, we're going to introduce you to garings, one of the smaller fey that you may have heard Mr. E. talk about from time to time. Goerings are a very interesting combination of pixie and mer. They're small, pixie and brownie-sized water creatures with a mermaid-type tail, yet they also have the ability to fly. First, Mr. E. is going to talk a little bit about them, and then we'll share a short clip with you of a Goering we interviewed for our upcoming
1: book. Their Gering's personality is very carefree, happy-go-lucky kind of personality. They like to play and frolic a lot. That's the word they use, the, frolic. Yeah, they love to frolic and play a lot and splash about and laugh and giggle. And they're very cheerful, lovely creatures. They really are. They, I, I mean, I'm very fond of them. Can you talk about their physical appearance? They're a very, very interesting creature. They're like little murs. A mer offspring kind of like. But yeah, almost like a pixie. Yes. It's says pixie mer kind of things. They have kind of pixie-like wings not exactly the same as a pixie because they have to be able to go underwater and over water at the same time. They
0: have the myrrh-like tail.
1: Yes, and they've got breathing capabilities like myrrh to breathe Uh underneath water a little bit longer. It's not like they spend a lot of time underneath water, but they need to be able to sustain for long distance at times. Where do you find them? They are mostly located in streams and small rivers. The water's got to be fairly calm. They live in little communities of their own. They have a very carefree way of living. They play a lot.
0: Right, to the point where people might think of them as frivolous, but there actually is another side to them. Oh, yes. You've mentioned before that they often help gather information on possible enemy activity. When you have an enemy
1: who might see Gary, they wouldn't think that they were part of the network because they don't look like they're serious enough to be part of that kind of a network. Which makes them doubly effective. Exactly. Because as soon as they hear something, they'll go swim off and tell somebody, let down the stream and and, uh, until the information gets to the right ears. And pixies also do the same thing. Oh, yes.
0: But Goerings have a dual ability. They can be in the water or they can be flying. Right. For a short period.
1: Yeah, they're not long-distance flyers. Right. They're very short-distance flyers. Right. Unlike the pixie who can go long distance. Yeah. But yeah, they're short-distance flyers, and uh, they're very connected to the water.
0: In this next clip, a Gehring named Gafforn bravely endures the anxiety of coming face-to-face with our family cat, Artemis. In an accent similar to Mr. E, which seems to happen from time to time, we aren't sure why, he briefly tells us about his people and his philosophy of life. Are you okay? Is it kind of weird for you being in a human body? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Let me remove the cat for you. <laughs> so, who are you? Can I
1: can? a little bit better.
0: Can I get your name?
1: Giforn. Giforn. Giforn.
0: Are you a male or a female?
1: I'm male. Okay. I'm just sitting on top of her head. You are. I'm yeah. I'm on, I'm on top of her head doing this and that's way and connecting.
0: Okay, I see. That's interesting. And I'm
1: just trying to try and tell you.
0: What do, you, what do you want to, Do you have anything you want to say in particular? Well, I would I'd like
1: to talk about our, our our relationship. The cat is really going to kill you. <laughs> no, it's not. You've got to be careful of those cats. you got to swim away from them. They are very dangerous. They I have will, these spikes at the end of their fingers.
0: I will definitely keep that in mind. First, I want to thank you for coming
1: and talking with me. Oh, I, I'm excited about the book you're talking about. Good. We're all excited. We talk about it all the time. We have you? nothing else to talk about.
0: <laughs> What's Fine. it like to be you? And what do you do all day? Frolic. You play.
1: We play a lot. Uh
0: huh. So it's a pretty happy life.
1: I uh, pretty much. It's a very easy life.
0: So you would describe your people as being happy.
1: Very cautious. That's how we survive.
0: And you? Uh, we,
1: we know how to escape from some situations, but we're not warring type. Ah, uh, we're we're kind of just a, uh, very kind of, Um, if you can run away from it, it's better than to fight it.
0: Gotcha. And that's the only thing that will determine you fighting is if you can't run away. Right.
1: Only if we're cornered. Mm-hmm. And even then, we're pretty much...
0: Well, you can fly.
1: Well, yes, we can fly. Uh, and that helps a lot on getting away from predators. And that's the reason why I think we were given those wings, because we are so small. And you're more peaceful, so you weren't
0: going to want to, <clears throat> want to escape instead of yeah. confronting.
1: Yeah, we just don't have the desire to attack, which just not in our nature. So, what brought you to Lakeside? Uh, e. But why i we follow him, you followed E because I thought it was important that the humans knew about us. I mean, I just felt that it was important.
0: It is important,
1: you know, say uh, make sure that the lakes and streams stay clean.
0: What would you like to say to humanity about that?
1: that your lakes and streams are homes to people like us, and we are people too. Yes, you are a different creature, but even though that we are small does not mean that our intelligence is, is less and even still you have to consider the other elements around you those are precious as well and that to yeah. think about the preciousness of all creatures mm-hmm. and basically that's how we live we try to live if we can
0: so your philosophy is
1: all life is precious mm-hmm.
0: Today, I thought it might be fun to talk with Mr. E about what it's like to live in his home in Lakeside. For those who don't know anything about Lakeside and why he's living there instead of in Finn, we'll start off by having him break it all down for you.
1: Your world and our world have the same basic structure. Because your world was created from our world. Yes, it's the same world. It's just just a different realm, a different level in it. Right. We took off the level from, from where you were and moved to a different one. Very close to it, mind you, and which makes it a veil instead of a wall, like I was saying before. Yes. So over here, where you're living in this place called Traverse City, Michigan, there is a settlement of elves that corresponds to this location, which we have nestled into at the moment. It's right beside a lake, the Great Lake there.
0: Lake Michigan.
1: Right. It's a huge lake. You've got a whole bunch of lakes surrounding this mass of, of land here. And uh, they call it Lakeside. That's how they see it. You came there when we came here? Right. I I followed you. Mm-hmm. I had to in order to do the job that I needed to do. And so as I followed, I settled into this town as well. Right. Lakeside has its own quaintness and it has similar characteristics back home, actually. And so I, I was able to adapt here very well. Well, it's not as fancy as back home. Oh, gosh, no. They're nothing like the Finians. Right, but there's certain things that are the same. The fishing is a big industry here, and lots of things on the water they work with.
0: As they do in Finn.
1: Yes, they do in Finn, right. So I was very familiar with that.
0: One thing I find fascinating is the community of beings that live within Mr. E's home. With over 50 brownies, a large number of pixies, 20 garings, four grundles, and the occasional visiting elves, his home would seem to be a very active place. I recently asked Mr. E. what it was like living with so many in his home. Does it get crowded in your house?
1: Um, you know, what you would consider crowded in my world isn't really that crowded. I mean, you have to think about spatial realities, Well, there's a lot of beings living there. There's a lot of beings, but they're not always that big. My space that I live in is huge for these people. You see what I'm saying? Right, but the distraction factor, you know, the noise. Do you have them all wherever you are anyway? So you're used to it? Well, yes, I'm used to that. The fact that, you know, I've already got grundles living with us.
0: With them, though, they bring such energy that it's uplifting to have them around.
1: Oh yes, are very nice. It's always very nice. You know, you're either you're hearing them singing or joking or laughing or something right. and you right. know, it's always a a a happy environment type of thing. And they help, you know, they help a lot. Yeah, that is true. But I'm used to having company around. Yeah. I don't mind um You never feel you need to get away? No, no, I know. No. They've got their own private lives within my room. Uh-huh. They go to their own little shut in spots, you know what I mean? It's not like they're going to be out there looking at you all the time. That's what I want to know. It's not like you're walking through the room and it feels like a crowded house.
0: Well, that's what I was wondering.
1: Because they're like they're like mice. Which means you don't see them most of the time. I see. You know, you've got your own little separate room somewhere. You can get away from them. Can you go in your room, close the door, and there's no beings in there? Yes, you could have that situation.
0: You don't care about that, though. Generally. Most of the time, no. Yeah. Okay. I'm just wondering what it was like to live in your world, in your house. Well, in my house? You have kind of an active place.
1: It's active, and yet it can be quiet at the same time. At night, you know, everybody's asleep. Uh-huh. They're in their little poles uh, or their little spots in the house, and they've got their own little nests that they're sleeping in. You know, I mean, their own little nestled down that... spots. It's very nice.
0: One of the residents of Mr. E.'s lakeside home is Namatook the Brownie. You may remember Namatook from a brief clip we shared of him on our third podcast. Although he's one of over 50 brownies in Mr. E.'s home, he seems to be one of the most memorable. Here is Mr. E. talking about his friendship with Namatook.
1: Do you know Namatook? Oh, yes, I do, yes. Well, you know, he's kind of one that stands out. He was
0: elected to yes, be the representative. Yes, he was
1: elected to be the representative. And he's also one of the most energetic brownies I know of. Some of them just like to keep to themselves doing whatever. But he's very Johnny-on-the-spot kind of guy. You know what I mean? He's like, oh, he's there. If you need something? Like uh, There, uh, oh, there he is again. Oh, there he is. Hi. Is it, it irritating? No, no, no. It, okay. It's a pleasure. Oh, okay. It's like, oh, hi. Okay, how you doing? You know, we're talking to you again. Okay, let's converse. And- what do you talk about? What kinds of things? talk about what he's found for the day. Yeah, yeah, he's very into that. Yes, and to see if there's anything that I could use, he wants to know. Would you trade this for that? <laughs> do you trade with him? Oh, yeah, all the time I do. I trade him food, even. What have you traded for? I'm just curious. What has he given you recently? Well, he's found a good piece of silver for me, and I think is good, you know. Is it like coin? Or... Yeah, coins from somewhere in our room. He's found know? that somewhere somebody's dropped it. Yeah, in. somebody's dropped a silver coin here or there. And he'll bring it over to me. Hey, look what I got here! What do you, you want this? You know, and he'll go. Oh, yeah, that sounds good to me. What do you want for that?
0: You know, and he goes. Well,
1: you know, I've been, uh, I've been eyeballing that chicken you got over there. I am really hungry, you know? and I think that could feed not only me but the rest of me family. You know, you know and it's the little things, you know. Yes, but we barter back and forth about little things like that. You know, there are times that I figure out if there's something I can create for ease for him, I'll do it. Uh-huh. Because why not? Right, right. You know, why not? It's a little guy. He's a nice little guy. He's very energetic, very positive, and very concerned. Concerned and helpful. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd say about little Namatuk that he's and- a nice young fella. <laughs>
0: One by one, the Gerings, the Pixies, the Grundles, and the Brownies have told me why they willingly left their homes in Finn to come to Lakeside with Mr. E. They all seem to have basically the same answer. Here is Namatook explaining why the Brownies made that decision. You said you were in Finn before you got here, and why did you come?
1: I came with E and the rest of the troop. Why? Well, because... What's he got to do without us?
0: Well, what does he do with you?
1: Well, he needs us, your eyes and ears.
0: Oh, okay. So just like like the pixies are helping, but you're closer to the ground so you can see different right.
1: things. Right, exactly. And we notice different things. Uh-huh. So you report to him. Right. Like I can tell if your grass has been walked on in a certain area.
0: Oh, I see. That makes sense.
1: And we're really good at tracking.
0: Yeah, and you could see that up close because it would look different to you than it does to exactly. us. Exactly. Wasn't that a big decision to make, to come here?
1: Not really. It was um, unanimous, really.
0: In a modified version of our Ask Mr. E segment, Mr. E will answer a few questions for us. Unfortunately, he will not be able to answer any of your recent audio or written questions until Susan has fully recovered. We are, however, hopeful that Susan will be able to return for our next podcast. First up, here's a question from Dina about dryads and magic wands. I've heard for wands to only harvest what is fallen, but I've also heard that when taking one, that some dryad still resides in the branch
1: mm. if it's fallen. If it's fallen, no. But the uh, basic energy's still there, but it isn't the dryad in there. The dryad is something else. Right. So the, the dryad like- isn't the wood itself. Right. The dryad resides within the wood.
0: Right, like we do within the body.
1: Right, exactly. But yes it has residual energies of the dryad, but it doesn't have the dryad itself. It also it's has It's not like you can go and talk to the little dryad in a piece of wood. Right. And she was just concerned about
0: how you properly take care of something if it has that kind of energy in it.
1: Well, you need to take care of it as you're holding it, you know, you have to realise uh, the the wood itself and a different type of tree, you know, has got a whole different properties. So you're saying that, let's say, an oak tree uh, branch and a walnut tree
0: branch would have different energies.
1: Right, different energies, and you'd use them for different things. Right.
0: Okay. But as far as picking up something that's on the ground and worrying about the energy that might be in there from the dryad, it's triad. gone.
1: It's gone. The dryad has given it to you by that time. If it is disconnected from the tree, it is a gift from the dryad. And, and the dryad would be appreciative if it was used for something positive instead of just, you know, discarded. Uh-huh. You know, I, dryads love that. Okay.
0: And the other thing is, what if somebody wanted to harvest something from a tree? You know I mean? A branch. Take if, a, it's a fresh branch? Yeah, taking a branch off a tree.
1: Mm-hmm. That I would not do unless I had talked to the dryad and said it was okay. Okay. You'd have to make sure that the dryad will the... be okay with the fact that you remove that particular one.
0: What if you have to prune something that's overgrown? I mean, you have to do it.
1: Well, yes. Then you if, have to- that, if it's something like... It's uh, on a
0: wire or something. Yes, you know? yes. You then,
1: you know, that's... You the, have
0: to tell them ahead of time. Yeah, right? you have to
1: tell them, just look, This I've got to take this. This is. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, just telling you, know, you apologize, a Apologize, or... yeah, you uh-huh. know. You know, I'm sorry that this has to go. You're going to be okay. I, I promise to do something good with it afterwards. You know, yeah, that kind uh-huh. of thing. Okay.
0: Up next, Mr. E has often talked about how lethargic elves get in the wintertime. While this is not exactly a question... It is a comment about just how difficult the winter doldrums can be for this particular elf.
1: Blue energy day. I feel kind of cruggy. sloth feeling. I feel like a sloth. I feel like I've got these little, little things like this, and I just want to go around the tree and hook on and just hang there for hours, not moving at all. Pretty much you like a sloth. Oh, maybe I'll go into town today. Maybe not. Do I really, am I really that hungry? You know, can I send somebody else to do it? (laughs) You know, it's like you take lots of naps and it's not really an active time. Yeah, I get that.
0: Our final question is a question that I asked Mr. E about our upcoming book, Just Before Susan Had Her Accident. I have a question for you. As you know, we're getting close to finishing our book, and I was wondering if you could talk about why we decided to make our first book, Interviews from the Fairy Realm.
1: Well, because it's the most asked about questions on real fairies. Everybody wants to know what we're all about. What's over here, you know, what's Uh different from here to there, and other things. And I believe that it could be very useful for humans because I believe each individual creature has their own uh, lifestyle. It has its own bits of wisdom, and it can teach people yeah. something new and enhance their own life.
0: That concludes our fifth podcast. Thank you for joining us today and for being so supportive during our absence. We hope to be able to answer your questions again in our next podcast. More from Mr. E and other Fairy Realm residents can be found in our upcoming book, Interviews from the Fairy Realm, due out soon. You can sign up to be notified when our book is released at www.realfairies.net/slash/ourbook. Thanks again, everyone. We look forward to seeing you next time.